This is a Rooster Teeth production. This is a whole game. I feel like, do you remember that show John McEnroe hosted in the 90s with like the heart rate thing? That's what I feel like I'm watching. Nobody it's knows a great what you're game talking show. about. You don't remember that game? What was it called? Gavin Nobody knows. Now. You, you don't remember? Be serious. No, J- John McEnroe hosted a game show, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s, probably like 2001, 2004-ish. And the whole thing was you answered trivia questions and they would monitor your heart rate. <laughs> and you had to keep your heart rate within a certain area to continue to make money. And John McEnroe would like serve tennis balls at you while you sat in the chair and <laughs> try to make you more scared. Or like they'd just drop a bunch of snakes next to your chair and you'd just have to sit there and answer questions about like, wh- who is the second president? It was a great show. So are you recording right now, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm talking I'm looking at the bars. Are you recording, Jeff? Yeah. So I, I guess the podcast already started. Um, here's what happened. We, we didn't record for a week, which I would love to get into. Also, by the way, uh, I have decided to provide Nick today with pictures of the shelves. I took them before the podcast and I will be putting them in discord in a second because I feel like Nick deserves to see them. Why why Nick before us? You'll see it at the same time. Yeah, but you really seemed excited to show Nick and not the rest. I like Nick. I mean, in defense too. I feel like Nick has been asking. I don't think any of us have been asking. Is no, I was asking. Just, I don't remember you asking. Nick has definitely been the voice of the chefs. You weren't even in one of the episodes. Your power went off. Well, I listened to that one, though. Well, we, <laughs> and, here's, and here's what's happened post that. It's infected all of us, apparently. I, I logged in. Andrew was going strong. I was having immediate like feedback issues where I'm getting, I'm getting your levels in my audition for some reason. Then Gavin couldn't, we couldn't hear him. And then as soon as Gavin eventually got back in and, and Nick verified that my shit works okay, Andrew got an error message and, uh, had, and his shit broke. Yeah, I, I had to close Discord. And when I opened it again, it tried to update, but it couldn't find itself. And it threw yeah. up about 97 error messages that took me forever to close. And then I realized I sat down finally, got it all working, took a sip of my cup of tea that I've just made, and it's rank. I've got a really disgusting cup of tea in front of me. Uh, and it's my only source of caffeine now for the entire show. How did that what? happen? What's wrong? I think you know if you don't like run a tap for a bit, uh, it get it gets a little bit sort of this water's been sat in the pipe for a week sort of taste to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I Are boiled getting... that, and now I've got like that, but hot. Austin tap water stinks. It's one rank, of the man. worst tap waters I've ever had. <laughs> it's Just so terrible. Bad. All right, Just listen. Awful. It's all right. No, there's no defense. Why am I, why am I, why am I, why am I trying to defend water. Austin's tap no, water? You, you don't sometimes, need to. It's fine. <laughs> sometimes, I don't know. I don't know what, 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 what am I doing? Who am I? Fuck, shut <laughs> up, idiot. No shut idea. up, me. What God are you damn doing? it. But it's yeah, okay. it, on occasion, God, I feel like I got to stand up for Austin. On no, occasion, it sucks. It smells. Yeah, or it gets this like blue It doesn't algae taste good ever. I don't give a fuck if it smells occasionally. It never tastes good. It mostly tastes fine. I use I use a Brita filter. No. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. I've, uh, Andrew, do you drink out of the tap where you live? Always. Constantly. Yeah. No S- filter same, needed. Fantastic. Same where I used to live. Just delicious, straight out of the tap. Just guzzle it all day. Yep. This stuff here is bizarre. And a lot of people here who grew up here just drink it and think that's what water tastes like. Which I think is why so many people, uh, drink, like, Big Red and shit. Big Red is terrible, too. <laughs> what? Big, it's just... 
It's like an overcompensation of the shitty tap water. It's like a million bags of sugar and red dye. There's no like, there's no taste to that beyond sweet. What you just described sounds delicious. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Maybe the tap water here is poisoned so that people drink the fizzy drinks. That's a great point. I will say, in defense of Big Red, the one time I had it, I had like two bottles and then I vomited later that day. Fantastic puke color. It was a great I, red. Uh, <laughs> I have great a question. Serious, serious question for you, Andrew. Go ahead. How, how often do you throw up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. You want to get into this? This is good. <laughs> I had a fear of vomiting for years. Like when I was like eight or nine, I had bad Chinese food and I vomited up a bunch of Chinese food and it was horrible. So then I had a fear of vomiting. For a long time. Was that like a, a misophobia or something? What was it called? I, I have no idea what it's called. I just really didn't want to ever do it. It was a whole problem. But then I went through this phase where I kept getting signed up for like these exercise classes and I would vomit at the end of every class. <laughs> and I was doing like two or three a week. So I had I just quickly, it went from like a thing I was scared of to I'm, I'm an all time great vomiter. I'm loud. I'm efficient. I'm really good at vomiting. Dude. And it was fantastic. One of the classes was me and these two women who were like in their 40s and they just they like kind of flirting with the trainer. They, they were At just having school? a great time. No, no. This oh. is like a gym. Like I'm going to a gym. Oh. This is a trainer. This is like a class. This wasn't a school thing. So it was these two like 40 year olds and they kind of like flirt with the trainer and just like talk about wine they liked. And, and like they were super buddy buddy. And then I had absolutely nothing in common with them at all. I was just the worst <laughs> third wheel ever. And I would constantly vomit. So they couldn't have liked me less. <laughs> and there was this one time where I had the vibe. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't have been killing the vibe more. I was the complete vibe killer. But there's this one time I drank like a strawberry protein shake before I went. And that was also like we did these stairs were outside. We typically wouldn't be outside. And uh, I walked like five feet after doing them and just the largest projectile vomit I've ever had. And they could all see. <laughs> and it is bright like strawberry red and these women were terrified they were so <laughs> frightened and i'm a loud vomiter i'm like I'm just, it's a lot of like eh, eh, like it's very loud it was fantastic because they i feel like I, when i've rarely talked to you outside of this podcast usually on slack or something you'll, you'll be telling me a story and you'll be like yeah yeah and i threw up all over myself and then but and the story continues and like the vomit part is usually like a side issue to the main story and it's most of your stories involve you chunking somewhere. I, I feel like the ratio might be off. I think it's just maybe such a memorable aspect of something. I tell I don't vomit that often. It's been a sounds, while. Sounds like you do. I vom last time I vomited, I think was three weeks ago. <laughs> and we're talking. I don't know why we're talking about that. That's pretty recent, dude. It is recent, but I'm saying before that, it would have been months. How many times a year, on average, do you vomit? Uh, maybe two or three. Gavin, how many times a year on average do you vomit? Uh, maybe twice, but I do have to add that the last time I vomited was yesterday. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, we need to get into that. Yeah, I would say, since I got sober, I average zero times a year vomiting. Why are you guys puking so much? Uh, twice a year, isn't it? I mean, that's like, I ate something bad once, yeah. probably. Did you eat something bad yesterday? No, but my cat did. Boy, uh, at like 4 a.m., he started making that sort of drain clog noise in his throat and started chunking all over the the floor and um it was this thing he, he does it sometimes where like he, he's a cat so he'll ch sometimes just chunk up what he ate but he sometimes does this thing where he chunks up literal shit like he will shit Ugh. out of his mouth Ugh. it looks like turd it smells like turd 
like an absolute biohazard. Ugh. And we took him to the vet after the first time, and it was fine, apparently. Is he eating shit when you're not looking? No, he's just, <laughs> he's just vomiting, like, severely digested something, food, to the point where it's just, like, brown paste. <coughs> and I, it's bad. <laughs> and I was uh, cleaning it up. I was cleaning it up, but Meg was uh-huh. asleep, so I was trying to clean it up without gagging, so I was, like, stifling mm. my gags while I was... <laughs> smearing up all this shit in the dark and eventually I just had to get up, walk to a different room and throw up because the gag stifling had started to hurt my stomach and it was every time I looked at the poo I was almost vomiting so I just had to get it out. Mm -hmm. That's hideous. (laughs) So I I will say, Andrew, in defense of what you were talking about, this is my aside, is when I was was in the uh, army way back uh, many, many years ago, I was in the, the fast running group and our drill sergeant, this is in uh, like basic and uh, journalism school and stuff. And my drill sergeant would not let us stop running until we vomited. So mm. we, he, he said, until you throw up, you don't run hard enough. And so I've threw up six days a week for eight months. <laughs> That's so um, bad. Because be I, so was bad not, esophagus. I was not allowed to not throw up. And then when I went to Fort Hood and I began my first duty station, I would be so hungover that you would want to throw up really quickly in PT because uh, what would happen was you you would feel like you were dying all the way through PT, and then if you threw up, you would instantly feel better, and it would erase the memory of doing PT. So I would really look forward to throwing up because either I could stop running or because it would erase the memory of having to work out feeling sick. And then I quit working out for years and years and years. But then every time since, like one time Gav, Dan Godwin, uh, and I took a Krav Maga class, and <laughs> like halfway through, I was like, I'll be right back. And I had to go outside in the front of the place and throw up, come back in, work out for another 10 minutes, go back out, throw up. I did a, uh, like a fucking, like a, <clears throat> like some sort of a, like a CrossFit class at a gym one time, and I had to leave in the middle of it and throw up, and everybody's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just throwing up, because I'm working out. And people are like... <laughs> Nobody does that. And I realized that nobody does that. But my brain is now tricked where I work out as I work out to vomit huh. as quickly as possible, I guess, <laughs> because like the rote memory <laughs> is that like I can stop as soon as I puke. So I get to puke really fast. And so that's why I don't work out. You also puke as though it's nothing uh, like at that time where you tried to put your dog tag chain down your nose hole and out your mouth. No. And I threw up everywhere no. and clogged the sink. You I somehow, filled the sink with For some puke. reason, threw up in the sink instead of the toilet and yeah. clogged it. <laughs> I, the, the disappointing thing there was that was so easy <laughs> to do when I was like 18. And I was so dismayed to find out that at that point in my late 30s or whatever I was, that it was such a, it was so goddamn physically difficult to do it that I threw up an entire sink worth. Yeah. I got through it, though. I did it. I'll never do it again, but I fucking did it that one last time. You just time. disappeared off. You, you were like, yeah, I can still do this. And you were like, you started doing it. And then you're like, oh, hold on. Be right back. And then you came back <laughs> with it threaded through your sinuses. And then, and then you were like, hey, check this out. And you took me to your sink. You just disappeared off on your own. Okay, I'm looking at the shelves. Yeah, I yeah. want to just uh, make a quick point before before we continue. Nick very kindly looked at the shells, said that's some that I imagine something far less grand. And he said, that looks amazing. Well done. You didn't do anything. You paid somebody. You don't get a well done. That's like a full like armoire shelving. You know, there's it is. cabinets. There's like a ledge. There's probably 
what 12 15 shelves there maybe on the side shelves and on the and then on the other side is that is a built-in desk and more shelves that's why and it's all in the room i record in that's why i couldn't record in the room there was moved. like nine dudes in there for 14 hours that day. I feel like you did describe it like that, but in my head, whenever we went back to it, I was just thinking about you putting up like a couple of Ikea shelves. <laughs> <Bookshelves. laughs> oh, hundred percent. Floating 100 percent. I was explaining to you what a major ordeal this was, and when we got back on, you guys were like, you hung an <laughs> Ikea shelf, asshole. What, yeah, why can't Nick. you... What Nick what Nick posted is exactly yes. what I was picturing. I was like, why did we... <laughs> Well, oh, congrats man. on your shelves. They uh they look nice. Do we congratulate him? They do look nice, but does he need a congrats? Or are we congratulating? I appreciate that, Andrew. Thank you. Uh congrats, asking, congrats to you as well. Uh yeah, they it's still got to be painted, like obviously, and and I gotta get it's a whole are you it's, matching the color of the ceiling? Yeah, yeah, matching the color of the ceiling. And then in the other one where the desk is, there's wallpaper that's got to be installed. It's a whole fucking thing. I'm not anywhere. I'm not close. I'm not even close. You must like your house. I'm not. I'm not. I, well, yeah, I don't hate it. Why would yeah. I? I don't know. I just never lived in a house long enough where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do all this custom stuff to it. Dude. But, uh, you know, you've, you've done it. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's money invested. I hope you get to a point in your life where you feel like installing built-ins. And it that's, seems that's like a wise dream. investment. That's yeah. the dream, Jeff. I've been pitch. I've kind of been pitching this already. You don't need to go all the way to a shelf, Gavin. You can make small changes. You can customize things in a small way. You can make your space room. Andrew, I know you have a thousand things to talk about. Gavin, what do you got going on? Well, I just feel like we should mention that um, we took another break. Andrew, eleventh uh, <laughs> hour last week, canceled the podcast recording. Way later uh, than I canceled, by <laughs> way later than when not, we canceled. Not court. from my perspective. Not it from was, my perspective. It was like, what, two hours before we were going to do it? Yeah, you were like, uh, we can't, we can't no, do it. No, it's not true. That's not true. You're making it, I try, it's worse than that. Because I'd reached out in the morning to talk shit about Jeff and that I wasn't going to cancel. That I was uh, a hero for not canceling. Let me look at the timestamp. It was, I want to say 7.30ish a.m. It was around 7 a.m., I guess. Uh, might, you, you're talking day. earlier in the morning. I might record from yeah, my yeah, phone yeah. again. Tried my best, but I can't record today. Can't do it. That was at one thirty for a three. No, 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 no. Just before that, keep scrolling up. Yeah, you you said you might have to record from your phone. You didn't cancel it and end yeah. the whole yeah. day I, but, until hey. one thirty. Yeah, but I also said I'd be willing to record on my phone. Ninety minutes, dude. Ninety minutes at the end. And at the end, might I point out uh, that I couldn't tell if it was fucking real or a bit, so <laughs> I showed up either. to record anyway, just in case. <laughs> so you, so it's still wasted my time. I was there at three o'clock. I stuck around till three fifteen just to make sure by myself in the fucking Discord. But the way the things you were saying, you were you were basically calling yourself a hero for even attempting oh, I was. it. It, it was an act of hero heroism to even. Then you said you wouldn't be able to record from your desk. You said you wouldn't be couldn't. able to record comfort comfortably. Nope. You said you could do about twenty five minutes in this condition. But yes. an hour would be tough. What it on earth? Because you wouldn't tell us anything. What on earth are you talking about? Do you do you want to get into it, Andrew? Will do you want to? Do we want? Okay, we can. I've wanted I've wanted to know badly for a full fucking week, and I've just been sitting here waiting, sitting on my hands, trying not to talk to you because, because I don't in, spoil in it. my head, you Michael Scotted your foot. You stepped on your waffle maker like he stepped on his George Foreman. <laughs> That's what I've been picturing all week. Yes. Absolutely. I, uh, I definitely Icarus myself. 
I uh, I embraced a new lifestyle and I, I flew a little too close to the sun and it uh, escalated poorly. So last time we spoke, I had ordered the 70 pounds of mix yes. and I was waiting for it on the previous on, on early on Saturday. I rolled. I have shitty ankles. I've always had awful ankles. <laughs> Just the worst. Even when I was a kid, like I'd run with a limp when I wasn't hurt. Just bad ankles. And I rolled. <laughs> I rolled my right ankle on a walk because the curb wasn't level and I didn't notice. So I rolled my right ankle. <laughs> then later in the day, the 70 pounds of mix came, which the boxes were not built to carry that much weight. They put them in like three different Amazon boxes and they were falling apart as is carrying them. So I'm on one leg and I'm trying to carry 70 pounds of mix of several sets of stairs. And in I one keep go? falling. Yeah, I did initially try to carry everything up in one go, and I fell, so, and that was a mistake. So with a with a rolled angle, ankle, you took all seventy pounds in your hands. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I almost fell. I almost did the Home Alone fall, where I was like slowly falling backwards off the stairs, and was like, "Oh, I can just grab." Oh no, I can't. I can't grab, and I, I barely caught myself. But <laughs> so then I hurt. I hurt my ankle. My other ankle doing that. I hurt my left ankle. My right ankle, I rolled walking. My left ankle, I hurt trying to get the mix up. And it was bad, but it wasn't the worst injury I've had. I've had this before. I've had issues with my ankles before where it typically is like, I'm out for a week. Um, but I really, I've embraced this waffle lifestyle. I've had so much fun. And I thought I need to add more because I have a fridge. So I have a fridge. I have everything I need. I don't need to necessarily stop at waffles. So I made a new investment. To add to my lifestyle, I bought this. I thought this could be perfect. I could have breakfast. I could have lunch. I could have, have <laughs> okay, a little snack I've, later in the day. You posted a, a toaster yes. that toasts hot dog buns and hot dogs. <laughs> yes. I bought a dog toaster. I thought, I'll sit at my desk. I could cook some dogs up for lunch. I have a hurt ankle. This is perfect. I'm so glad I invested in this. This is. It arrived on Tuesday. It arrived <laughs> middle of the week. <laughs> I, I had this whole dog fantasy lined up, Gavin, that you have no idea. I was so excited to add to the waffles. You've got the shortest attention span ever. You've already ignored the 70 pounds of pancakes. You're onto dog toasting. Is this also in your bedroom? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was putting it on my desk. It was the whole <laughs> game plan I had. I had my dogs on my desk. I was going to make desk dogs, and I was just going to love life. I could make waffles in bed, dogs at my desk, fully covered. This is a great thing. So I get the maker. My ankle is sore. It's not that bad. I'm recovering on Tuesday. I get the hot dog maker on Tuesday. I'm, I'm hurting. I don't have any food in my room, but I do have a packet of hot dogs and some buns. In the fridge. In my fridge. And I thought, I'm going to cook a desk dog up on the podcast. That will be my introduction <laughs> to this thing. That'd be really funny if I just throw some desk dogs on, eat a dog while we record. But I was hungry and I thought, oh, fuck it. I'll test it anyway. So I read the instructions and the instructions say experience or, or get ready to to have a strong chemical odor on your first cook. So I was prepared for that. I wasn't worried about it. It's basic. It's literally just a toaster you put hot dogs into. So I put the dogs in. I, I'm afraid I don't want to undercook the dogs. I don't know how effective the, the heating mechanism is on the inside of this thing. Well, I assume they're cooked already. You're just heating them up. Yeah, I'm heating them. You're, you're fair. Yeah, I'm just heating. I, I wanted a good heat, though. So I cranked it all the way to the highest setting. And uh, I'm sitting at my desk, tracking the election, got my desk dogs going. It's a good night. <laughs> and I can really smell this strong chemical odor. And it's, it's really it's strong, but I expect it. So it's fine. 
and uh, I'm just relaxed. I'm really happy. I'm enjoying life. And then my room starts vibrating because I have triggered the loud, the the loudest, (laughs) the loudest smoke alarm I've ever heard. I set off the smoke alarm in my bedroom cooking my desk dogs and it was (laughs) ringing. Everything was shaking. It was so bad. I go into full panic mode. I rip the machine off my desk. Dogs go flying and I hobble <laughs> into my bathroom because there's no smoke machine in my bathroom. Not smoke machine. Smoke alarm. I don't have the smoke machine in there either, but I'm worried about the smoke alarm. No fears about a machine. So I put the desk dog device in underneath where my towels are in my bathroom. I'm good there. Initial problem solved. Dogs are somewhere. I don't know where they flew to. Not a worry. My next concern is that I have triggered the fire system for my entire building is my worry. So then I have to stumble out into my hallway, make sure there are no other alarms. Thankfully, I only activated mine. Um, But recently they tested all the smoke alarms. And whenever they'd set one off, a guy was on a phone talking to someone off site. And they're like, yeah, no, it went off. We're good. We can go to the next one. So I thought, oh, shit, this is going to send a signal to somebody potentially and the fire cavalry might be coming. I don't know if they're going to send somebody and I don't know how I can explain the desk dogs was the cause (laughs) of this fire investigation. So I'm nervous about them embracing my new lifestyle. So I sit for a second and then I think I need to do something about all of my pancake mix. So like they were bags of cocaine I grab them one at a time and start frantically hiding them throughout my room because I just don't want them to stumble into 70 pounds of pancake mix and the waffle machine. What's wrong with you? They could take the wrong idea. They would. I I don't know. I thought I could get in trouble. I don't think this is probably a normal thing. I don't imagine the building manager would love this new lifestyle I've embraced. So I'm hiding everything and uh, I get it all done. And then the dog adrenaline has worn off at this point. And my ankle is very sore because I've been running around moving 10 pound bags of pancake mix, running up, up and down stairs, making sure alarms weren't going off. It was the whole thing. And uh, so the pancake mix initially fractured, fractured me, put a dent in the armor and, and the dog, the desk dogs broke. <laughs> that's that's how my that's how my ankle fell apart was the moving of the desk dogs on Tuesday. Could not walk, could not stand the next day. Just couldn't do anything. Had to spend the next several je- days just laying in bed. It I don't understand why that you couldn't do it from your desk, but you could still do it from your phone. I, yeah, I drove okay, from because- multiple root canals straight to the podcast and you had a sore, you had an ankle no, owie. No, my, my ankle was so bad. I couldn't sit at my desk. I couldn't. I had to have it elevated. I couldn't have it downward. The day we tried to record that morning where I said, like, give me an hour, I took five Advils at once and then was just going to see if it would numb my foot. And it didn't. It didn't make any difference. So that's what I had to call you it. You I made, do that. Yeah, I made a real effort. A lot. Your liver's going to fail. It was a terrible idea, but I tried it because I'm a hero and I want to be <laughs> here for you guys. Unlike Jeff, worried about some shelves, I make every attempt. And so I could have. I, I tried. I'd sit at my desk and I'd go, ugh. Like every 10 seconds because my ankle would throb. It was a throbbing, stabbing pain that was horrendous. You know what you should have done? You should have made a tourniquet with hot dogs. Ooh, that's a good thing. Splint it up. I'm worried now that we, that Jeff and I live so far from you. Like something, you're going to kill yourself by accident. And look, look, you almost burned down your entire building with desk dogs 
and then you took five Advils. That was well, one was, day. And then it took you a week to recover. Well, I'm still I'm still recovering. I don't have pain, but I can't really walk. But everything was fine. I don't take that many that often. It was like, I need, we're trying to record today. This is what did happen, though. I, for the very first time, dangerous, don't recommend it, unless you absolutely need it, took a pain reliever that was beyond what you could get, just like at a counter. Like I, a prescription you got pain prescription painkiller. Prescription painkillers, real game changer. Big that, help. That's why you were texting me. I feel like I'm cheating. This is what. <laughs> yes, this is literally. I had a really bad night before I took the first one. It was rough, and I'm laying in bed. I'm like, I need to do something. So I ordered a walking boot off of Amazon. I was like, I can make this. It's gonna arrive in two days. I can last. It'll be fine. I then got the prescription painkillers and I took two. I canceled my boot order 40 minutes later. I'm like, I'm good. Don't need the boot anymore. Save Don't that you guys money. have socialized health care? Can't you just go to the doctor and get a boot? I, cu- I couldn't leave. I couldn't move. <laughs> Once he got a limp to his boot. <laughs> Eric oh. suggested I throw myself off the series of balconies, which I could have technically done. But like, there's no way I was stuck in my room. Today's the first day I left my room in like 10 days. Uh, well, let me ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. First, uh, did you say fire cavalry? Yeah, I didn't know who was going to come. Fire department, maybe the people who work here, a whole group. I, I didn't know how many. Okay, Just, I didn't know if that's like, that's what they call the fire department. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, and I was going to ask, like, what the, fr- now I got to know, what do they call it in England? No. The brigade? No. The fire brigade, right? Brigade yeah. is a good word, too. That's well, they used to, I, I'm not sure if they still do. Second question. Have you had a successful hot dog since, and how are they? That's a great question, Jeff. Amongst the pain of Tuesday night, my ankle throbbing, still sore, never ate dinner, but I was scared to set the alarm off again, so I sneakily, I sneakily cooked some dogs in my closet. <laughs> Put a little sneak, sneaky desk dog closet action. <laughs> I had two of them, and they were Let's fine. See. In an enclosed, unventilated space where Did it make a, lot a bunch of, of fabric is. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of fabric. Uh, I don't, you know, it was late. I kept the, the lights off so I couldn't see if there was. I was just <laughs> You can't very see it. It doesn't late. exist. <laughs> it's far. It was on the opposite corner of the alarm. I had a fan going. I'm sure everything was fine. To be fair, but- if the lights are off, you're going to notice the fire sooner. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fire. Let's take a break from this dumb podcast for a second to talk about The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It's a documentary where tech insiders explain how social media is engineered to exploit users' data for profit. They call it surveillance capitalism. And like, I'm cool with normal capitalism, obviously. I've made a living off of selling dumb slogans on t-shirts. And while I'm a willing participant of transactions, like every time I go to the store to buy food or uh, when I go buy uh, cases and cases of Diet Pepsi... But when my data is being harvested so tech billionaires can get even richer, that's where I draw the line. And that is why I put a layer of protection around my data with ExpressVPN. Every time you use the internet, big tech companies mine your data by tracking your searches, your messages, your video history. They find out about all the stuff you don't necessarily want them to know about. You know what I'm talking about. Spoons and thimbles. Spoons and thimbles. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, it hides your IP address which websites can use to personally identify you. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. You still need to be careful with what you share on social media, but with ExpressVPN, you can make web browsing more anonymous. 
It also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and prying eyes. You know, the collectible spoon cabal. We've talked about it in the past. So hey, if you don't like the idea of tech companies, or anybody for that matter, exploiting your personal information, then please visit expressvpn.com face right now and you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash face to protect your data. By the way, did you see how well I spelled that? First try, nailed it. Go to expressvpn.com slash face to learn more. Support for face comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools to help your family jewels. Hey, fellas, listen up. It's getting close to Christmas. It's time to pin those jingle balls to the walls. Untrimmed pubes can be a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. Smooth. I'm talking about Manscaped, the perfect package 3.0. I don't know if you have ever cut your balls while shaving. I've done it with an electric razor. I've done it with a straight razor. Uh, I'd like to do neither again. And I would, even though I don't personally know you, I would like for you to have the same comfort in your lives. I don't want to see you nicking your balls or, or, or your uh, or your shaft or, uh, or or any of your important regions that you might want to shave. That's why I'm recommending you take a look at the revolutionary company Manscaped because they've redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. The skin is the part we're trying to keep safe. So it's like context clues. They put it in the title. Keep your skin safe with this trimmer. You don't want to put a cut on your nut or anywhere that's important to you for that matter. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower or drop it in the shower and pick it back up and continue to use it. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside the brand new Perfect Package 3.0. I think I said that earlier, the Perfect Package 3.0, but I didn't tell you what it was, so here we go. It makes it a perfect holiday gift this season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Because I'll be honest, I'm the kind of guy who takes two showers a day. We've talked about that. And even after two showers, sometimes if I go for a bike ride or for a long walk, uh, I'm not running, that's for sure. I would never do that. But, you know, maybe I cut the grass. You know, two showers a day might not be enough. That's why you might want to do a little something extra, like get the Perfect Package 3.0. And for God's sake, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. Two entirely different regions, entirely different sensitivity levels. It's and plus, it's just nasty. It's like rubbing your sweaty balls on your face, which maybe that's your thing. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, uh, you're getting ready for a job interview. You probably don't want a face smelling like sweaty balls. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com face. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com face. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. How I'm worried about your ankle. So you say you always roll your ankle. You've yeah. been you've been to Austin to see us several times. Yeah, and you've done fine walking no. around. No, no, about. no, no, no. He, no, I he, he in fact has not. Oh, no. did you roll an ankle in Austin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've rolled several <laughs> ankles. I Austin. feel like I I feel like the last time you were in Austin, I don't even know if I saw you. You spent like 48 hours in a bathtub or something. I don't remember that, <laughs> <laughs> but. I will say there was one time, <laughs> one time I went to, it wasn't the last time I went, it was one of the first times I went to Austin. I went to your house, Jeff, said goodbye. <laughs> it was great. It was at night. Great night. 
gave you a hug, gave Millie a hug, said goodbye, everything was great. I wasn't familiar with your street and the curb, and your curb was like four feet off the ground. I immediately rolled it badly. It was a bad roll. And so then I get in the Uber and I'm leaving the next day and I can't walk. And I nearly fainted in the airport because I hadn't eaten anything. And I started losing my vision and my bag was like 20 pounds because I only pack one bag when I travel. And it's like genuinely 20 pounds and I'm stumbling. I'm just dragging my foot and I bought three slices of pizza and a Gatorade while my vision was going out. Like I couldn't see. I was on my way to blackout just hobbling. And I'm all good. Like, I got the pizza, I had the Gatorade, everything is fine. But yeah, to say I've never had an ankle injury in Austin is didn't, wild. Didn't you get so sick you couldn't leave your bed or the bathtub or something? You were like, you landed in Austin deathly ill. I remember this. I No, I half the time, well, today, okay. I'm going to throw we... up. <laughs> Twice in two days. Oh, you, you're, Gavin, you're blowing through your quota. Slow down. That's my yearly allowance. Oh, I'm crying. got no pukes left for 12 months. I'm freaking just tearing okay. up. So the time I vomited Big Red was... It was after RTA. I get sick 70% of the time I go to Austin. I just have terrible luck. <laughs> it must uh, be the water. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly the water. I always get... Uh, Cole, I got everybody. It was bad. I always get sick. It's never good. But one, the, the day I vomited Big Red, I was super sick and I didn't know it yet. And I was staying with people and we made an agreement that I would pay for the, the, the Uber to the convention center. They would pay for it back. They had never used one of these apps before and they could not figure out how to call a car that wasn't eight blocks away. They called a car genuinely eight blocks away from the convention center. So we're walking. I've been out all day. It's hot. I'm exhausted. And it's just a nightmare. I had a whole thing with a homeless guy that I I don't know if I should get into at this time. That was a whole story. It was like a Jerry Maguire moment. And he, he was yelling at me. We, we It was a weird friendship. He invited me to an orgy. It was a strange thing. But then we eventually get to the car and I thought I had heat sickness. Andrew, I don't know why I don't already know that story, but we are going to have to get into it at some point. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could get into it now. No, no, want. let's I mean, continue, continue. Just I'm um, to put a pin in that one. Anyway, okay, so we walk like eight. My friend was useless too. Like he was with me the whole time, didn't say a single thing, didn't help me at all. Well, I'm getting invited to this homeless orgy. I may have sent it to a hotel that I didn't stay at because I didn't know what to do. It was very, it was intense. It was a weird story. Anyway, the point is I've been sick in Austin a lot, I guess. I vomited. I thought I had heat stroke because I was walking eight blocks, but it was just, I was super <laughs> sick. Well, and to be fair, Austin in July is about 312 degrees, so. It was it be, terrible. It would be easy to get heat stroke. I feel like, well, the only times I've ever seen you in real life is in Austin. And I feel like you were just holding in the pain the entire time because you've always seemed fine. But you've probably rolled your ankle three times that day and thrown up. There was a time. Okay, and tried to this, burn a Gavin, hotel down. <laughs> Gavin, you you have you have a role in a story that you don't know. I, I think. Oh, did the, I hurt you somehow? No, you did not hurt me. But I was I was in a spot. I was in a rough spot. It was uh, a Fourth of July party at your house, Jeff. I remember. And this. it was hot. We handled this though. <laughs> we took care of this. We did. We were fine. But it was hot, and I'm talking to people I don't know, and all like the good seats are taken. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to sit down, but everyone's outside. It'd be weird to be inside. And then there, Jeff had these really like plasticky old chairs. Oh, those things were shite. They were yeah. rickety old things. They were yeah. rickety old plastic chairs. 
And uh, I think someone is using one and they just got up and I was like, oh, great. I'm going to go sit down. I'm tired. It's post RTX, just exhausted. And I miscalculated how low the chair was. So I kind of <laughs> fell into it. And as soon as I fell into it, I heard a crack. The chair yes. cracked and everybody is outside. And it's like in a movie when somebody steps on a landmine and then they can't move. That's how I felt. I'm in this chair that could shatter at any moment. It would be incredibly embarrassing. But I just have to sit and not move. And that's all I did. I sat there. I didn't move. People would come in and out. I just look around a little bit. You, uh, Dan and Meg were at the party. You came over and you said hi. And I didn't get up out of the chair because I couldn't. And I felt weird to not like stand up and be like, hey. And so we had a little talk and you had no concept of the fear that was going through my mind. Little did I know this. you were like stood on a frozen lake right in the yes. middle, but it was all I was, Yeah, I was on a pane of glass that was slowly <laughs> shattering and there was no help. The worst part was, so I sat in that chair for like an hour and then, <laughs> and then you, enough time had passed in the chair that you and, and everybody you were with had done talking. You, you finished your evening, you were done talking with everyone and you decided to go home. And you walked over to say goodbye, and Meg put her hand on my shoulder, and it was the scariest moment of my life. It was an additional, there was extra weight, and it was like a nice, it was like, hey, it was nice seeing you. But in my head, it was like, this is going to shatter. I'm done. They're going to know. And so I stayed there until the evening, and everybody had left, and it was just Jeff and I at that <laughs> you point. To, you had to just wait everyone out. He yeah, sat there for like six hours. <laughs> Gavin, this is the year that we had the pool and Linda was there and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a really fun day. We were in that backyard for 10 hours probably. <laughs> yeah, it was like like two in the afternoon until the sun went down. <laughs> yeah, which is like 4 a.m. in Texas in the yeah. summer. Ugh. So uh, it's just Jeff and I at that point. We have a talk. We're talking for a bit. And he's like, well, you know, everyone's inside. I guess we should probably go. And I was like, I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm in a spot here. <laughs> and I explained what had happened. He's like, well, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll figure it out. We'll see, let's, let's see what happens. I move like an inch and the chair shatters. It just falls and <laughs> fall over. It was perfect. I was right. It actually was a nice justification that I truly was trapped this entire and time. And I never told a soul from that moment until now. No, oh, I didn't, I wouldn't care if you did. It's a great <laughs> it was story. Just, it was a, yeah, but it was your story to tell. Oh, oh. man. <sighs> Oh my god. And it's it's a shame too, because we were all having such a good time. Uh and I assume I thought you weren't having a good time. Because you Because <laughs> I was probably like, uh, he doesn't really want to talk to me. He just doesn't want to stand up. He was just Say, like sitting smiling at like, people. Yep. What else? What head nods. He was still like, hey, what's up? He did that about seven thousand yeah. times. Lots of one word replies and then looking away. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good party. That was a good party. That was a good party. Oh, good times. That hurts so bad. Oh. oh, I'm not a good party guest, generally speaking. Anyway, but that was a whole other level of fear that nobody else was aware of. According to my anxiety. telephone, that was July 2016. Oh, wow. does that sound about right? Sure. Oh, oh man. Um, where does the time go? Oh shit, Ooh. Andrew. Damn. What are we talking about? So. From your point of view, though, mm -hmm. as you said, you, you're not like a, the biggest party guy. No, no. And, and stuff just happens to you constantly. Was that like a normal overall experience for you? Or was that like the, one of the biggest nightmares of your life? No, it wasn't. Honestly, 
I think that was maybe the first like adult party I had gone to. So I just it was fun. I had a good time. Good. I, I didn't have a lot to, to measure against, and I didn't mind. The chair was fine. It was constant fear, but it was also an understanding <laughs> of that this is going to be a great story one day. I'm, I'm imagining in my head, you know how, like, a party, if you if someone's got a camera and they set up a time lapse, and you see these little <laughs> things of everyone, and they're like, in this room, they're in that room, and the sun's going down, but you're just in the chair all night. Yeah. <laughs> Not moving. No. I don't oh, think I even God. had a drink. It was... Oh. Uh, yeah, it was Oh, I would have got you one. Well, I couldn't just say, hey, can you get... That'd be weird. That'd be a weird thing to say. I couldn't <laughs> ah, indicate in any way that if, I'm stuck. If I'm already up? <laughs> You're all... Everyone was essentially already up. <laughs> there was no... <laughs> there were like five people down at like a bench near a fire. And uh, everyone else... Everyone else was up. <laughs> oh, oh God. I will say this. One nice thing about skipping the recording last week, which I guess I'm ruining right now, is I was not looking forward to one of the last things we talked about the previous episode was that I had to go sell your car, Gavin. I was yeah. going to trade trade it in for a new car. How how'd it go? Well, well, I was afraid you guys were going to ask me how the new car was, and it was at that moment in the shop getting fixed. What <laughs> 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 exactly? One week later, it was back in the shop. And it, did, <laughs> did you buy someone's broken car? No, I bought a 2019. Uh, it just needed to have like uh, the clear coat. Uh, I bought this like special clear coat for the for the outside and the uh, and the inside to help it be more protected. And then uh, then I had to get the brakes worked on. They were a little squeaky, but uh, the timing was just impeccable. It was like that morning I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, as a matter of fact, uh, in in similar funny f- fashion, I drove it this morning, and when I got into it, it gave me an alert that the uh, brakes need to be checked again. So <laughs> I guess I'll be taking taking it back into the shop. <laughs> I feel like you may have bought me another money pit. <laughs> well, this time I bought you a money pit with a five-year everything warranty that I paid a lot of. I paid about what it cost me to fix the old money pit this summer. <laughs> so I got a great trade-in on that money pit, though. And uh, nice, yeah. you're gonna love your you're gonna love your new car. It's beautiful. I'm excited to eventually see it. I'm excited to get to drive it once it's uh, not in the shop. I'm excited to walk. That's right. <laughs> So what are you going to do long term about your in, uh, your ankles? Because you're in the prime of life. Like your 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 life and the youthfulness of your body won't ever get any it, better than it is now. No, yeah, it's downhill from it, here. It, absolutely. I've had this. This is like maybe the 12th time I've had this injury. This isn't the worst one. So I'll be fine. It just takes a little time. When I worked at an electrical warehouse, I had this for a little over a month because I could never get enough time to heal it. I didn't want to take time off work. So just for a month and a half, I was limping everywhere. I was sitting on carts. It was terrible. It was is awful it, existence. Is it possible? And I'm just throwing this out there. Go ahead. Uh, once you're feeling better, like maybe mm-hmm. three weeks to a month down the road, everything's A-OK with your ankle. You're feeling great. Mm-hmm. You go to a physical therapist and start doing something to to, to strengthen it so it doesn't happen again. Prob- I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I mean that would be the smart thing to do. I should at least learn how to wrap my ankle. I don't know how to do that. And and I say this as a guy who did four months of physical therapy on his shoulder for the end result to be, uh, yeah, your shoulder's just going to suck for the rest of your life because you're <laughs> old and have arthritis. So I'm not saying that the solution is sure. a solution, but it's no, maybe it's worth exploring. A, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good thing to attempt to explore. That was the the, the bottom of uh, the warehouse was like a month and a half of limping <laughs> everywhere and just it being being terrible. I cried 
there was a guy who worked there who was like a retired hockey player who was like really tough, like guy's guy, not emotional in any way. And uh, I cried with my shitty, ugly foot on his lap as he rolled my ankle. It was it was a great <laughs> it was a great low. Um, but I'm, it's fine. It'll be good. Oh, I, I eventually uh, that healed and uh, it, it takes a little more than a week, but then I'm good to go. I have a dilemma, though. I have a few things to still talk about this. I broke my phone. I shattered my phone. It's not shattered. I put a hole in it. The glass is cracked. It's okay, though. But it might be the dumbest phone break. Certainly, I've ever had. What does that mean for all the bits inside? The bits are still fine. They're safely secure. (laughs) But it was such an effort to, like, get up. My bathroom is only maybe eight feet from my bed. And it was this whole process every time for the first few days. After the dog disaster, it was a real struggle. And it's it sometimes would be hard to even leave. So I'd always want to bring my phone with me so I'd have something to communicate with or just even entertain myself. So every time I'd go to the bathroom, I needed both hands to pull myself there. So I put I put the phone in my teeth kind of like that. That was the move I was doing <laughs> for transporting the phone. And I heard and, a and crack <laughs> one day. I didn't think much of it. I bit too hard. I bit a hole into my phone. <laughs> the glass has a little tooth hole <laughs> at the top of it. How the fuck? <laughs> I was expecting that it slipped out of your mouth. No, Father Floyd, you just nope. bit. <laughs> no, I, it was not. I was not gonna let that thing fall. I got a good bite on it. Gavin, imagine you biting a hole through your phone, stepping over waffle makers, and dog toasters, <laughs> dodging <laughs> flying hot dogs. <laughs> You have everything in your capacity to make your life totally normal, <laughs> and you refuse at every junction, at every I opportunity. You make your life weird. No, and no, 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 Gavin, if I gave you an hour and one thousand dollars, <laughs> if you could bite a hole into your phone with your own mouth, do you think you could? Do you think you have it in you to do that? <laughs> I don't think I could bring myself to give it enough beans. I'd be so worried about cutting myself. I mean, or. Yeah, there's no way in hell I could chew into a phone. Yeah, it's glass and metal. I think I'd break a tooth. Oh, you tooth would be gone. It's a, how did you do? Do you have like do you have like Moonraker Jaws teeth? <laughs> I mean, to, it, to be fair, it's near where there already was a crack, but there used to only be one hole, and now there's two holes. Wasn't that Spy Who Loved Me, Jaws? Oh, was that Spy Who Loved Me, Jaws? Yeah, sorry. Uh, and, and and by the way, Gavin, we haven't talked. My condolences. Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah, I know you got to be pretty sad about that. Yeah, that was sad. If it makes you feel any better, Andrew and I had a, we suffered a loss together that we have been debating on whether we talk about. But uh, but first, you, you were going to say something more about your chewing through your phone? Like a- I mean, I put a hole in it and it's not that hard to do. So be careful if, uh, if someone listening tries that mode of transportation, which I'm sure isn't going to happen. But just throwing it out there. Be was careful. it your be top mindful. teeth or your bottom top teeth? teeth. Top teeth. Top got teeth. It. Okay. Yeah. Sh- yeah. I think uh, the pointy one. Why were you biting so hard? Because I didn't want it to fall out of my mouth and, <laughs> and uh, shatter. Every every single inch, Gavin, I'm going, ugh, ugh. So it's like a bit of leather when someone's getting their legs yes. sawn off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want, like, that sort of also was a perk of it. But yeah, it was constant. I had to move my phone, but I also was in extreme pain and wanted to yell about it every second of, of my journey. Okay, I have a one word question. Go ahead. Pocket? Okay, that's the, that's another thing. It was t- I I I went bottomless during this whole run. 
It was just too much effort to put bottoms on and off. It hurt. I had to lift my leg up every time. So wait, you weren't wearing boxes? No, nothing. I went complete bottomless during this entire entry. So you're just running around like Winnie the Pooh this whole time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. I was Winnie the Pooh. So you're, up. Pa- you're participating in the dicks out two yeah. ankle busted <laughs> obstacle course with an iPhone in your mouth. <laughs> Absolutely, I was. I heard that's the new Spartan games. Oh my oh. God. Yeah. Oh. Bottomless. So how long were you without pants? Uh, I put, I put underwear on for the first time yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yesterday was, it was bad. Yesterday is the first day I had a bath or a shower since the injury too. I was scared. I was scared I wouldn't be able to get out of the tub, but it was a risk I had to take. It, It had been too long. I'd felt gross. Did that become pungent over time? Uh, it wasn't a concern. If, uh, no. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't a, a big issue. I had other problems. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a, a lot of other problems, buddy. Oh, I had another one. Should I include? I mean, I, we should probably wrap up. Uh, you could tell us episode. in the next one if it's yeah, yeah, because yeah, we, we, we're rolling. We, we, we're, <laughs> okay, we'll we'll continue. My last, I had a real problem. I, I have a few other issues that came from this, but I think I think we should talk <laughs> about our loss, Jeff, because it is it, a meaningful. We lost a meaningful figure to our lives, and 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 I would say more so to our relationship than than like is where I feel the loss. Um, yes. Uh, before before we end though, I'm gonna say uh, uh, we never did it. So welcome to Face episode. Hey. Something. I don't know what episode this is. Twenty. Twenty five. Twenty five. Welcome to fuck. Fuck. Oh. I don't know what happened there. Welcome to Face episode 25. I am your host, Jeff Ramsey. With me, as always, Gavin Free and Andrew Panton. Andrew, I believe you, uh, you're you a phone eater now. That's interesting. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, and then we just did. Yeah, so let's dedicate this episode to to Sean Connery, but also to the great Tommy Heinsohn, who, Gavin, you have no idea who he is. No. Um, he was. Uh, he has an interesting, le- a really unique and interesting legacy. He was initially a player for the Boston Celtics, and then he became a coach for the Boston Celtics, and then he became an announcer for the Boston Celtics. And so he has the distinction of being in the Hall of Fame as a Hall of Fame player and a Hall of Fame coach, and the Radio Hall of Fame's bullshit, or the, I don't know what the announcer Hall of Fame looks like, but he's a very distinguished announcer. He was in the Celtics organization for 60 years and is the only person on fucking earth who was a member of the Boston Celtics for all 17 of their championships, which is unbelievable to think about. Over 60 years, the Celtics won, until this year when the Lakers won, they had the most championships ever with 17. Uh, Now it's tied. And Tommy was there for every single one of them. The reason it's important to, to Andrew and I, I mean, because we loved him, is because, you know, there was that period where Andrew thought I hated him for a couple of years for some reason, and we just didn't talk. (laughs) It was basketball that brought us back together. And he and I, he was looking to get into basketball. I recommended the Celtics. He did this very Andrew thing where he went to every NBA team's subreddit and made a post that said, I'm looking about getting into basketball. Tell me why I should vote, why I should be a fan of your team. I was a free agent. Which went about, he was a free agent, which went about as well as you'd expect. Anyway, he fell in love with the Celtics and he and I used to bond over all the, just the ludicrous, crazy, wacky shit that Tommy used to say. And I would say that Tommy 
Uh, he was a focal point of bringing us back together and uh, re- like reigniting our friendship uh, that you were hiding from me. <laughs> I didn't There's realize no you ever broke up. I didn't either until like three three episodes ago. <laughs> no, I, it was. I wouldn't say it was a breakup. There was maybe like a year and a half where I didn't talk to anybody that was yeah. that was uh, with you guys or part of the company. But um, yeah, what made Tommy so special is that we would watch. And and when I say watch, I meant to look. Do you do you remember how early it was into that season? It was the uh, post Isaiah Thomas season, the season after that. I want to say it was like, yeah, 12 games or 13 games in. Yeah, uh, I just decided I was going to follow the Celtics. I'd been doing so casually. And then they played uh, Golden State. And we're talking about that early in the day. And Jeff and I watched like the entire game together over Slack, just messaging things back and forth. And we did that for like essentially every game of that season. I want to say, yeah, we we, we watched miss, like, almost <laughs> every game together. The only ones that we like, if one of us had to travel or something, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. And Tommy was just such a great focal point because he's such a, a ridiculous character and is somebody who was trying to get into basketball. He was like this, not even like human figure. Like you just imagine that when he wasn't calling games, he was in a diner talking about the team. Constantly, like he didn't have a life beyond like him and Mike, who is his partner, uh, just talking about the team. And he had such a bias for the team that it was oh, wonderful. Like it was such legendary an extreme, bias. <laughs> irrational hatred for both refs and any player on any other team that it was wonderful. It was so much fun to listen to his games. It, it's going to be a, a real miss because he had moved away like last season, I think. I mean, before COVID, he was only doing like home games. And even then it was like every few home games. And then sometimes it was only some of the game as well. Like he was he, he died at 86. He's pretty old. Yeah. And he so he wasn't like an every uh, every game figure anymore. But man, did we have a lot of fun laughing at the oh. fucking wild Homer shit that he would say. Just not even the home. Just like the way he'd phrase things or his unwillingness to go with jokes like, I remember there's this time where it was like a three man booth and you could tell they're kind of getting ready to transition Tommy out of his role. And they were having some argument. And the third guy and Mike wanted to do this thing where he pretended that like Tommy hit him. <laughs> and he's like, ow, my foot. And then Tommy just said, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> you didn't play into it at all. It was just moments <laughs> like that. It's fantastic. He saw this. This there was a he doesn't play for us anymore. He plays for the Phoenix Suns. But there was this Australian player played center for us named Aaron Baines, who uh, you actually Nick used to play for your uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs, I believe. And I think maybe even has a ring with them. And uh, apparently his dick is the size of a Buick. <laughs> and Tommy saw him in the shower and he talked about that guy's dick every game, every time Aaron Baines had the ball or made any kind of a defensive play. Tommy found a way to talk about that guy's dick. It was so funny. It felt like it changed their dynamic in like how he'd call him like he didn't even say he wasn't specific he said i believe his line at the time was i was watching baines in the shower earlier and boy does that guy look like all of australia and he said it in such a way and then every time baines would play he just seemed to have like an additional level of love for baines he had a new appreciation for aaron baines which was amazing there's another player named daniel tice who is german and he got fouled out one game, just like playing norm- like there was nothing crazy about the calls, but he got fouled out. And uh, Tommy just yelled it was like four seconds after the call had happened. He just screamed at the top of his lungs. That ref hates Germans. There's no other point. <laughs> There's no like basis for that. He's just amazing. 
You will be missed. Anyway, he will be very missed. And and Andrew and I got really choked up the other day when when he died and we talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. so that's that's our sincere moment. Uh, that's the end of this fucking episode. I don't think I've laughed so hard in a recording in like four years. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I had to walk away from my mic at one point because I was crying. Yeah, it was that was pretty pretty intense. I got. I think I can make Gavin vomit next episode. I have a oh, thing you probably up. could. Uh, I yeah, I have a I have two funny th- funniest things, but they're not vomit funny. But I, 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 <laughs> no, I this is vomit funny either. I just think Gavin's gonna vomit <laughs> when he sees this. <laughs> oh god! All right. Well, that was face. Uh, rate and subscribe and like. And tell uh, your friends and buy a T-shirt for your mom. Gurple. And uh, Gurple. And uh, all that other bullshit. Oh, and and guess what I just got? In the fucking mail. Uh, mm. do, you, do you know how I convinced them to make us face baseball bats? <laughs> yes. <laughs> at, at your extreme urging to the, to, to the contrary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hand face every one of them and they're going to come with a certificate of authenticity and the certificate of authenticity looks suspiciously like a certain uh, baseball card style and it has like a little message and then I'm going to Sharpie sign each one as the authenticity and those came in the mail yesterday so I have a a bunch of little baseball cards to sign. No, the bats don't come till next year but I got the cards of authenticity so I'm going to sign each one. Takes a year uh, to make a bat? Takes a while to get them from wherever the fuck they got them from. Are you going to sign the bats too, or are you just signing the cards? Yeah, so the bats are, are like novelty bats, and they say they have like the face logo on the, like where the Louisville Slugger logo is on the fat part of the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the bottom, they're too, they, they don't do custom engravings. On, like nobody on earth does custom engravings on bats that aren't full size, I guess. And so I'm going to hand face, just write face, uh, but with the stars on every bat, and then uh, we'll include a baseball card with my signature authenticated so, so wait so, it's a small okay. bat uh it's like 18 inches maybe and how so what's the point of it so people can buy it to hit balls with it or just to have it just to have it just like collectible little fun so why thing. Not, why don't why not just sell the stump the handle Excuse nobody me? wants to just buy a knob what are you talking about <laughs> you want me to just to sell the knob <laughs> well that's the bit that's, that's got need... the <laughs> face on it <laughs> Oh yeah, the my whole God. Now. Nobody's think, buying knobs. Look, think, think of 200 bats, how big that is, and then think about 200 bat knobs. Yeah, but if you bought just a knob, Gavin, you'd be like, where's the rest of this bat? That's <laughs> You'd feel like you got screwed over. It's a bad investment. No, I, I don't want the whole rest of them. If, Nobody just wants it. the knob. You're full of shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even know where to go with that. I think we should just end. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. All right, I'm, I'm, all right. Face out.